Paul Kuharski podcast is brought to you by the Yazoo Brewing Company, celebrating 15 years of beer in Nashville, Tennessee. Hey, everyone. Welcome into the Paul Kaharski podcast. I'm his co-host, Madison Blevins. This podcast is brought to you by Yazoo Brewing Company, one of my favorite beers in Nashville. And PK, I think we are going to drink some Yazoo tomorrow night, right? Uh, tomorrow afternoon. Hopping right on the Pedal Tavern, I think, uh, after Midday 180 on uh, Wednesday this week, a promotion that we absolutely love uh, and a combination of now a uh, radio sponsor of Midday 180 and 104.5 The Zone with this event we have going on and, of course, with this podcast. And Yazoo's been a great sponsor for us. So look forward to uh, toasting tomorrow, Madison, uh, Thursday, uh, Wednesday, and uh, and sipping a few as we pedal around town and visit a couple of tin roofs. Should be good. Roofs. I'm excited. I've never been on a pedal tavern before. Yeah. I, uh, they don't block that? the box. Like people make it out like they're big box blockers. I, I really have never had issue with pedal taverns. I don't like the, um, the little, uh, like golf carts that drive around, not distinguishing themselves enough from cars. So, uh, and I always toot the horn and get a social wave, mostly from the young ladies who are on the pedal. <laughs> Uh, preparing for one of them to get married, which is the usual function. Tomorrow is yep. not, in fact, a bridal show. Well, maybe not. Soon enough. I'm we'll, sure we'll, we'll pass. I'm sure them. we'll pass some though. If you have your bridal shower and it includes, I'm sure you'd go out of town. But say you came to yeah. Nashville on your bridal shower and we were friends, would you let us on it? The, the midday 180. Can we have three seats on your bridal shower pedal? <laughs> Is that even a question? Of course. Of course. You guys are definitely invited. Would you um, – I, I know where you're going to go with this question. First, let me, let me preface it, okay? The NFL has promoted Jocelyn Moore uh, to the executive vice president of communications. This job has been open uh, for a little while since uh, Joe Lockhart bowed out, and she also comes to the job, as Lockhart did, with a, a political background. Right. Um, and so in announcing that she was coming – uh, they talked about her focus on the game. But Mike Florio of PFT talked about uh, that in the internal memo, it said getting the focus back on the game. I'm of the opinion that the NFL is just not in control of getting the focus back on the game. The anthem thing is is going to be an issue no matter really what happens. And on opening day of the preseason, opening day of the regular season, People are going to be taking attendance on the sidelines, seeing who stays in the locker room, which is now your alternative, or seeing if if uh, if guys are uh, uh, kneeling despite the rule and allowed to do uh, to do so, maybe by their owners. Uh, you know, at least one of whom said he'd he'd pick up the fine uh, if he had. So, I mean, it's it's going to be at the forefront of everything still. Right. And it's interesting because I had a conversation with a deputy editor at a website that I won't mention, um, but they obviously cover the NFL. And she asked me what I thought was the biggest story in the last year, in 2017 or 2018, in sports media. And, you know, I'd, I'd, I said I think that the national anthem was the biggest story, but I said, you know, I think that's because I was working for the NFL. I was around it every Sunday, um, and so that was kind of where all the hype was. And I asked her, I said, from your standpoint, do you see it dying down anytime soon, or is it just getting started? 
And she kind of said, yeah, I, th- I think that it's just getting started now that the ruling is that you can stay in the locker room. That's what everyone's going to be looking for during the national anthem, which is just, I mean, you can take what you want story. out of that. It but. doesn't change the story because that's what we were doing last year, particularly in, in Nashville, you know, is looking for, uh, you know, the guys who, who tended to raise their fist, uh, Jarrell Casey, Wesley Woodyard, I think Daquan Jones stopped doing it last year, but there were a handful. Uh, Arakpo, I think, was involved in it. And then Rashard Matthews Richard, yeah. stayed in the locker room. And I imagine, you know, we haven't had a chance to talk to him at all this offseason as he's been hurt and unavailable. I would imagine that he would continue to do the same thing. He was very adamant about it uh, last year. I just don't think this is something that, that a new PR director can help them get around. And I don't know if getting the focus back on the game if what you want is to hire another political operative, so to speak, somebody whose background is in political PR, uh, now I don't know, you know, some good uh, person who's very good at sports PR might be better suited for the job. I don't know. Here's one thing that a lot of people think like, well, here's one way the NFL could have gotten some good press if they had just gone along with this, which uh, shockingly I'm going to be contrarian on. But even Pro Football Talk included this in their piece about the PR situation. Uh, you know, Laurent Duvernay Tardif uh, got his medical degree and is now uh, officially a doctor as well as an NFL player. And he asked the league if he could put MD on the back of his jersey where it would have his last name and MD. And everybody is making it like the league has absolutely blown this, that they absolutely should let him put the MD on. I, I don't understand why anybody puts did, the MD yeah. on there. Look, I don't get that. Yeah. I, it's your last name, pure and simple. They took off the, the, yeah. the uh, you know, they used to put a first initial on there. If you had two Robinsons on your team, you'd have a first initial to denote that. Right. They don't do that anymore. I don't, I don't understand why people are up in arms about this. Obviously, it's a great story and one that the NFL wants to celebrate and make a big deal of. Oh, my goodness, this guy to be a, a pro football player and to have found the time to complete his medical degree uh, is, is remarkable. But slap an MD on the back of his jersey is right. pokey to me, don't you think? It is. I mean, like you said, that's an incredible accomplishment. But it is. It's your last name, and MD is not a part of your last name. I I don't know. I mean, I guess it's the same conversation with doctors, how they don't want to be Mr. So-and-so. They want to be Dr. So-and-so because it is a huge accomplishment. But not on, I, well, there's no it doesn't matter on, on the football. Right. And there's no <laughs> Mr. On the jersey. I mean, I think Steve Young – might have been a lawyer uh, already when he played in the NFL, and they weren't putting Esquire after his name. Or he's, you're not right. you're not hanging out a shingle. So I think the NFL's taken an unfair bashing on that, and I think people have taken a really simplistic uh, anything they see that can be interpreted as the no fun league. They're quick to uh, to label. I think the NFL's taken an unfair hit on this one, and uh, and people should chill a little bit on that. You got a big vacation coming up, and I'm pretty jealous here. You're going to Europe. <laughs> Did we find the passport? I know you last last we spoke, you had lost the passport. Oh man, yeah, very. And let me just say, let me tell everyone, I'm in a terrible panic last night because I can't find my passport, and I'm still leaving for Europe. No, I'm telling the story. Oh. I'm setting the scene, Sorry. and I'm leaving for Europe on Thursday. And I text PK and I'm like, hey, you know, I tell him, you know, I'm in a panic. I can't. And he's like, what's the panic, a boy? 
I'm like, no. Have you ever known me to panic over a boy? No. I'm in a panic because I can't find my passport and I'm leaving in 72 hours. And I get the no text back from you. No sympathy, nothing. Like, you, I, I was literally panicking and you could have just said, you know, it's going to be okay. You'll find it. You gave me, Anyways, gave me grief. you just ghosted me. You gave me grief over it. And I told you this morning when we were texting, I said, I knew you would calm your panic and I didn't know where your passport was. So I figured I couldn't soothe you. I couldn't soothe you. Yeah. But it's just out of, you know, consideration and just to be nice. Like, oh, I hope you, you find it. Don't stress. It'll be okay. But anyways, I found my passport. So it was actually at home at my parents' house. But they couldn't find it. And they they were like, you have it. You have it. And I was like, mom, dad, I promise I don't have my passport. But we found it. And all is good. And this time in 48 hours, 48 hours from now, I will be on a plane to London and all will be good. Did they have the FedEx it from Knoxville? No, no, they're, we're all flying oh, out. Right. They're going to family deal. What do you guys do? Yeah. It says five. Um, we are going to London, Scotland and Paris. That's pretty sweet. Um, yeah, I've been to London, but nobody else in my family has. And then none of us have been to Scotland or Paris. So, um, it'll be fun. It's, it's crazy that it's already here. I've, we honestly just booked it a couple months ago so it came quick but we're we're excited and it'll be good to spend time just us five paris is about so, the greatest place on earth i've been there twice and uh you will you will i've been there three times you will so i will say it. uh i won't be doing a podcast from yeah, paris we next know. week so we know. Um, when PK makes it really dramatic and says I'm really busy and can't find time to record a podcast, well, it's yeah, I'm this out of one, country. This so. one is excusable. Thank you. I'm so so glad. you and I were watching earlier today, uh, and we will tweet this out. There is a pothole filling robot truck that basically it like etches out Incredible. it etches out a uh, a square or a circle of the road. Uh, takes it away, sweeps out the hole, picks a plug from the inventory on the truck that is sized the same as the cut, inserts the plug into the cut, puts it in place, heat expands it, they smooth it over, and it can be done, what did it say, like five, ten minutes? Half an hour? Yeah, five, five minutes. Five minutes. It says it can save cities tens of millions of dollars. The other thing is yep. that watching this is almost like Mesmerizing. I get made fun of for uh, uh, like a Zamboni at a hockey game doesn't do it for me anymore. But once upon a time, it did when I was a kid. And uh, you know, the Peanuts comic strip always had this fascination with the <laughs> with the Zamboni was like a crackling campfire. This thing is online with that, and my God, I mean, I, I know 440 isn't made of the right material for this to be uh, used, but. I would kill to see this thing rolling around Nashville fixing stuff after hours. And what what pleasant well, that, roads we can Yeah. Have. That was my first thought when watching it. It was 440. I mean, those potholes have to be. I've heard stories about people being in an ambulance, like not being able to get an IV because the potholes on 440 are so bad. But some of them have been fixed. Yeah, well, I don't think 440 um, can be fixed, though, because what they did is they paved it over with with asphalt i guess it is and that's not a permanent fix it's a temporary fix they've got to dig it up 
like several feet deep because they foolishly used concrete. I guess I'm no expert on this stuff, but you can't just patch a hole in concrete because concrete takes a while to dry. So it was a stupid thing that they built it the way they did it at the beginning. It's going to take a long time to fix. But in the meantime, to shut everybody up, uh, they've put a smooth topping on it. That's not a permanent solution, but does make it manageable. And somebody could now get an IV and, uh, and survive an ambulance ride. Yeah. And watching that video, it looks like it'll only take about two workers, maybe one, to drive the vehicle and then operate the iPad thing that maneuvers the what robot. It says how much one of these costs. Right. Yeah, I, I'm, right. I'm going to guess and, it costs yeah. a shit ton. <laughs> it, it was a lot. <laughs> I, uh, I, I really hope we see them in practice. Every robot thing I see uh, mesmerizes me. The, this robot that learned how to open a door and get out of a little pen, which I think is going to take over the world, but I could watch it over and over because it very much, um, very much, uh, it just, it gets me. Now that one scares me. scares me. This one doesn't scare me. This one can help fix society. And that would be glorious. If, if any fixing of society, I, I am a fan of. We have a, uh, motorized robot vacuum in my apartment and it's great. It works. It works really good. Except for our dog is very, very scared of it. And she like tried to, get out one time when I was running and like tore down our whole side of our wall and door, like scraped it all up. It was really bad. Roomba? But appar- yeah, apparently dogs are afraid of robots. Yeah. Well, a robot, I would be yeah. too if, if it was down on my level and I had a pea brain like, like, like your dog <laughs> and my dog, uh, I would, I would fear it as well. Absolutely. Um, I think we're going to wrap the first part here. I've got some stuff on the agenda that I think uh, will be fun for us to talk about. And uh, one of those things is this um, – yeah, sorry, I'm blanking out now with it in, in front of me. The, the survey that came out ranking Titans fandom uh, the worst in the, in the league, which uh, I think I, I would – I find somewhat debatable, but uh, it's out there. And so we broke it down a little bit on Midday 180, and we will get more into that. Uh, I also think that Marco Polo is the most cheated at game that there is. Uh, And I tweeted this on my vacation a while back. Madison thought it was pretty funny. Uh, I want to delve into why that is. I've got a stat on uh, Corey Davis that is of interest. And uh, MVP odds. How deep do you have to go on the list of favorites to win NFL MVP before you get to a non-quarterback? I think it may be even further than some of you think. This is the Paul Kuharski podcast at paulkuharski.com. You've been listening to this on iTunes or maybe through Vocal Now or at my site, but you only get the second part, which will be better than this has been. Uh, if you're a member of my site, five ninety nine a month or eleven months, uh, twelve months for the price of eleven, a steal. Just go to paulkuharski.com. If you're on your desktop, memberships in the top right corner. Uh, if you're on your uh, iPad or your iPhone, click the uh, three dash button, and membership will come up as a thing there. It's a good time to line up your membership so that you're ready when training camp starts, and it allow you to go back and catch up on things like the John Robinson Private Periscope slash Facebook Live. We sat down with me for an hour, uh, the Mike Vrabel uh, hour-long podcast that he did with Madison and I and his high school coach a while back. You want to have all this stuff be caught up. 
by the time the season starts so that you are by the time training camp starts so that you're ready to go more uh inventive things to come between now and then you want to be a part of it don't miss out sign up now madison and i'll be back for members after a short pause the paul kuharski podcast is a joint production of paulkuharski.com and vocal for more information and more programming please visit vocalnow.com that's v-o-k-a-l-now.com <laughs>